Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'd love to tell you all about the best vacations I ever had in my entire life. You won't believe it, but I actually discovered an island inhabited only by beautiful, stunning girls. It sounds insane, and perhaps even impossible, but I spent the best three days of my life in that place. The thing is, it's really exclusive, and it's super hard getting tickets to it. You have to buy them in advance and cross your fingers that they haven't completed the mail quota for that year. So yeah, it's not easy getting in there. But if you ever manage to book a flight there, it'll be so worth your while. So I was trying to figure out where to take my annual vacation when classes ended. I had been super stressed all year long since there'd been so many exams to study for. Since I only got straight A's, my parents told me they'd pay for any trip I decided to take as a vacation. But I only could go away for a few days since they also asked me to join them on a family vacation. But before we move on, like this video, hit that subscribe button, and activate the notification bell. This will let you live 20 amazing years longer. Trust me, it works. I couldn't say no to that because I do love my parents and they were paying for my own trip. So I had to decide on a place where I could stay a handful of days and really enjoy my stay there. Honestly, I didn't know where to go. I don't travel a lot and I mostly go to the same location every single summer. My parents' beach house. It's a lovely place, don't get me wrong. But after like 20 years of going there every single year, I wanted a little change. Especially for my first vacation all on my own. So I began asking around and requesting advice on what place I could visit for two or three days. There were so many ideas thrown my way and most sounded super fun. I began making a list, but suddenly, one of my friends called me to talk about this incredible location. His name's Mark and he explained that it was kind of a big secret, so we needed to get together at his place to speak about it. I thought it was a joke or something, but I wanted to hang out with my friend. So I agreed to go over and we ordered takeout. While we chatted and ate dinner, he explained that there was this super exclusive island that only accepted a certain number of men every single year. The beaches are gorgeous, he explained. The sand is white and clean. Everyone is so friendly. But the very best part is that all the people living there are women. I laughed and rolled my eyes. Of course, that was a complete lie, and I called him out on it. Come on, Mark, I don't believe you. Quit messing with me, I said, still laughing. No, I'm serious. It's a very exclusive island, so it's not strange you don't know about it. It's sort of a refuge for women. They like having a few men there every few weeks, but not all the time. No man is allowed to actually move to the island. At first, I really didn't believe him. I mean, it sounded absolutely insane. Like some wild dream of a guy with too much imagination. But bit by bit, he began convincing me that perhaps it could be true. He had been there the previous year and actually had booked a spot this year but he couldn't go. Mark got himself a girlfriend, and if she found out that he was traveling to an island like that, she'd completely flip out. I never told her a damned thing about it, so you have to keep your mouth shut or you'll get me in so much trouble, he told me. So Mark offered to give me his spot, but I had to pay for the plane ticket and the hotel expenses. I was excited about it, but wasn't sure if I should believe him or not. It sounded too good to be true, but Mark was an amazing friend, and he wouldn't make me lose my vacation just to play a prank on me. So I agreed and used the money my parents had given me to pay for the trip. 
I would be leaving in a few days, and as the day approached, I got more and more nervous if I have to be honest. I was both worried this would all be a silly lie and that it would be true. If it was a lie, I would have wasted my time and money. And if it was true, was I ready to be the only guy on an island filled with gorgeous women? It sounded so intimidating. So the day finally arrived, and I was so anxious. I had my bag prepared and arrived at the airport a bit earlier than I had to, honestly. So I decided to relax by listening to some music. When the time to board the plane got closer, I was surprised to see that everyone waiting for that plane were in fact women. There wasn't another single guy there. Not one. Just me. I got on the plane with all those gorgeous girls. They were all over 18 and some as old as 40, but every single one of them was super hot. I couldn't quite believe it. My friend was telling me the truth, it seemed. The women in the plane were staring at me and I laughed nervously, not really knowing what to say. Finally, one of them spoke up. Hi, what are you doing here? She asked. Well, I'm going to the all-girls island, I replied, blushing furiously. She laughed and a group of girls her age chuckled as well. You aren't ready for all the fun you'll have there, she squealed and continued to laugh. It seemed they were used to messing with guys who got on the plane and seemed a bit nervous. We got talking and they were super nice. They all lived on the island and were coming back after visiting some family. So why do you want to live there, away from all men, I asked, trying not to be too blunt about it. Well, we like men. We like being around men too. But we prefer living in a stress-free place where we feel safe all year round. When we want to see our brothers, fathers, and male friends, we just travel back to the mainland. It's that simple. And if we ever want to start a family or go back to a normal life, we just move out, the girl explained. I was really impressed and couldn't believe that a place like that could really exist. But the girls couldn't also be messing with me, right? I still sort of believed this was all just a publicity stunt or some kind of elaborate prank. When we landed, I headed over to my hotel room straight away. I was super tired from the long trip. I wanted to take a nap and then go have dinner. In my mind, all of this was kind of BS, and I'd go out at night and see lots of guys hanging around. It just sounded so good to be true. But at the same time, I was sort of starting to believe it myself. I just didn't want to get disappointed when it turned out to be a complete lie. I really couldn't stop thinking about it, I'll be honest. So when I fell asleep, I began having this amazing dream. In my mind, I walked through a gorgeous beach filled with beautiful women and no one else. Not a single guy in sight, except me. All the girls stared my way, thrilled that I was there. They began running toward me and screamed my name. They were so happy to see me and began jumping on me. It was the most amazing feeling in the entire world. I couldn't get enough of it and I embraced them, accepting the attention they were lavishing on me. I slept all through the night, having these amazing dreams, and so I kind of missed dinner. That was okay, because what happened next was almost as incredible as the dream itself. I woke up with loud knocks on my door. I got dressed and opened it, wondering if perhaps something was wrong or I had to change rooms or something. To my surprise, there were a bunch of stunning girls, all dressed in cute bikinis, smiling brightly at me. Hi, they squealed. You've been hiding in your room all night. We heard you landed last night. I asked them how they knew when I had landed, and they all giggled together. Because you are this month's guy, they told me like it was obvious. We always know in what plane the guy of the month is coming, silly. I couldn't believe it. Could this actually be true? Anyways, we're having a beach party and we'd love for you to join us, another girl said, and I couldn't stop staring at them. They were all so beautiful. Yeah, I'd love to go. Give me five minutes and I'll be there, 
I replied, and they left, waving at me and asking me not to take long. I changed into my swimsuit and rushed downstairs and out onto the beach. Much to my shock, there wasn't a single man in sight. It was all real. This truly was an island inhabited only by women. I was amazed by how gorgeous all the women there were, and they were all into me. It was as if I was some kind of prize or gift or something like that. Insane, right? It really was a dream come true. There was music playing and drinks were flowing. I danced with all the girls there and kept on being called to do stuff all around the beach. I played volleyball, I swam in the sea, I enjoyed a delicious barbecue, I danced some more. All the girls were so flirty and friendly and I was really having the time of my life. Things were about to get even better, if you can even believe it. I was dancing with a group of cute girls when someone grabbed my hand. I turned around and saw the most gorgeous woman I had ever laid eyes on standing right there. She had long, wavy red hair and big brown eyes, and her body was kicking. Believe me, I couldn't stop staring, but she didn't mind at all. Hi, my name is Sasha, she introduced herself. When I told her my name, she laughed and said, I know, you're the talk of the town. I laughed at this and told her I supposed I was. After all, being the only boy there did gather a lot of attention. I'd like to go back with you to your hotel room, she said, smiling sensually, and I couldn't believe my good luck. I immediately agreed and we rushed to the hotel. Once there, we began kissing and making out. One thing led to the other and, well, you can imagine what happened. The next two days on the island were also amazing, but I'll admit that I spent most of my time with Sasha. She was incredible and I was head over heels for her. Still, the time to leave arrived all too soon and I had to take a flight back home. Believe me when I say I didn't want to go back. Sasha promised to come to visit me when she left the island to see her family. When I arrived back home, I called Mark to tell him all about my time in that magical island. You were telling the truth. I still can't believe it. Thank you so much for recommending the island and helping me get there. I think I'll be going back next year, I told him. Don't forget to book your trip in advance. It's not easy getting in, he told me, happy for me. Sasha is coming over to visit next month, and honestly, I can't wait. I haven't been able to stop thinking about her and the island since I went there. My name's Sam. I met Elise in middle school. She was our neighbor, and I'd always had a crush on her. I just never got the courage up to say hi. That day, a group of boys were picking on me, and Elise swooped in to save the day. One moment, they had me by my collar, and the next... They were crying on the floor, snot dripping down their noses. Elise was my hero. She got told off by our principal, and they had her parents come in. I could tell they were very mad at her, but that was the beginning of our friendship. Elise and I spent every day together, and then, one day, I asked her to be my girlfriend. She said yes. It was the happiest day in my life. But I didn't realize someone else liked her. It was one of the boys who was tormenting me, and in his jealousy, he told everyone he saw us kissing. That made Elise's parents very mad. So mad that they had a fight with my parents. They ended up moving, and I never even got to say goodbye to my childhood sweetheart. One day, she was there. The next, her whole house was empty. Many years passed, and I forgot about her. I poured my soul into my work, until I struck gold. Pretty much literally. I was working on my grandpa's farm when I noticed some gold nuggets in the river. 
I followed it all the way to a hidden cave and saw that the cave wall had collapsed and the ground had cracked, exposing the gold there. A spring of water was gushing out, creating a stream that carried the loose gold all the way down the river. I became a billionaire overnight. My family enjoyed life like we never did before. We bought all the surrounding land around the farm and built a mansion. I built a mining company, and I bought cars, a boat, and my own jet. Three years later, my best friend came home from a job abroad with someone in tow. It was Elise. She had grown even more beautiful than before. We were so happy to see each other, we hugged immediately. I was coming home to meet you, and guess who I bumped into on the plane? I never even suspected something was off. Elise and I began dating again. We did everything together. I promised her the world. And before long, we were engaged. Jay started working for my company. I was so thankful to him I made him my right-hand man. I couldn't thank him enough for reuniting me and Elise. Two months later, I proposed to Elise, and she said yes. I was going to marry her in Switzerland. I booked an entire ski resort for our guests, and I wasted no time. We flew on my private jet with my best man Jay and our closest friends. In the middle of the flight, Elise excused herself. She said she needed to do her makeup. Five minutes later, Jay too stood up. I found that weird, but I ignored it. When 20 minutes had passed and Elise hadn't gone back yet, I asked our flight attendant to check on her. She smiled at me, and she blushed. I always found it so cute how she had a crush on me. Nicole went behind the curtain to check on Elise. She was about to knock on the bathroom door when she yelped in surprise. Elise wasn't in the bathroom at all. She was hiding right next to the fridges, talking with Jay. Oh, I'm sorry to disturb you. I'll get out of your way. We heard a click, and two voices came on the speakers. You know I've never loved anyone but you. I'm just... You know... Securing our future. Once I marry Sam, we'll be set for life. I'll run away with his money and his jewels, and then we can disappear to any country you want. You promise? I promise, baby. I'm only marrying him for a show. I'll trick him into signing divorce papers as soon as I've got everything I can get from him. I believe you. Oh, I can't wait. And when you're free of him, I can finally make my move to take over his company, too. I have people who are loyal to me now. All right, I'll come knock at your door tonight. When he's asleep, we can go on a date under the moonlight so no one will know. I'll be expecting you. Oh, and act like we had an argument when you go out. I'll follow after a minute so it's not too obvious. But nothing was secret about their conversation at all. The flight attendant overheard what they were talking about, and she decided she wasn't just going to smile and pretend like nothing was happening. So, she politely excused herself and very cunningly left the intercom on. I heard everything she was saying. The whole plane did. The air suddenly felt tense. Where before my friends and I were laughing and having fun, the moment Jay appeared from behind those curtains, everyone was silent. My friends all glared at him. And when Elise appeared behind him, she knew immediately something was wrong. But she tried to play it cool. Oh! Jay, I didn't even see you there. 
Why are you standing in the middle of the aisle? And why is everyone staring? I pushed the button on my seat, and the flight attendant came to me. I smiled at her. You can come sit here, Nicole. The flight attendant looked surprised at first, but she eventually sat beside me. She was even more beautiful up close, and her blonde hair smelled like lavender. Could you confirm, please, Nicole, that these were the two having that conversation we just heard? Nicole nodded. Conversation? What conversation? What are you talking about? There's no need to pretend. We heard you. We all heard you. Elisa's face changed from being innocent to angry. Okay, so what? Did you honestly think I'd ever fall for you? Look at you. Now look at me. You're nothing compared to me. All you're good for is money. I've been with your best friend ever since before we reunited. In fact, he was the one who told me you were rich now. It's not like you can do anything about it. You are going to fall, and you're going to fall hard. I'm just here to take what I can get before you're a homeless beggar in the streets. I just smiled. I gestured to Nicole to help me with something. Nicole, love... Would you be so kind as to fetch Elise her, uh, I mouthed the word, parachute. Nicole was confused, but she nodded anyway and disappeared behind the curtain. Get me a what? I don't need anything. Honestly, just get over it already. You're toast. Elise tried to sit next to me, but I pushed her away, to the other end of the seats. What? You can't seriously be mad at me. You should be thanking me. It's a privilege you get to marry me. I laughed. There won't be a wedding, Elise. <laughs> oh, please. You're joking, right? You're gonna dump me? Me? Oh, I'm not just dumping you. I'm throwing you out of the plane. Fuel is very expensive, you see. And I just can't stand to have you waste any more of my time and money. So, I'm afraid this is your stop. Nicole appeared with the parachute. Jay looked scared. I looked at him and told him to put the chute on his girlfriend. He didn't want to, but I told him that if he wanted to keep his job and reputation, he should do everything I said. Just like that, Jay turned on Elise. He strapped the parachute on her as if his life depended on it. Elise resisted. But what could she do? No one in that plane wanted her there anymore. You're gonna regret this! Nobody's ever gonna want to date you! You think any girl would want you? Just you wait! You'll come crawling back to me! I don't think so. I took Nicole's hand and asked her if I could kiss her. Suddenly, her eyes lit up and she said yes. I kissed her right in front of Elise's shocked face. Wait! No, wait! I changed my mind! I, I, I do want to marry you! No, no, don't make me get off the plane. We can start over. No, please, don't leave me here. I don't have any money. I won't be able to get home. We're in the middle of nowhere, Sam. Sorry, you've got to go now. No, don't! And as Elise floated away, I called out to her. Who's falling now, Elise? Everyone laughed, and Nicole finally did as well. I knew the moment she started working on that jet that she had a thing for me. 
I just never really thought of it because I thought I was in love and happily engaged. But now, now I get to date a much more beautiful girl than that gold digger. She was hardworking, ambitious, and smart, too. The wedding still went through. It was just postponed a few days. Not to Elise, obviously. I married Nicole. None of our guests complained. At least, they gotta stay three days longer in that ski resort. It took a while to get Nicole's parents and friends flown over since the decision was so spontaneous. But as soon as they did, I asked for their blessing, and Nicole and I got married in the Swiss Alps. After, we spent an entire month traveling Europe. We went to Rome, then Croatia, then Norway. And honestly, I couldn't have wished for a better wife. Nicole was everything I knew she was going to be. She was caring and sweet, and she always made me laugh. The best part of the trip was when we saw a newspaper with Elise's face plastered all over it. Her hair was all sorts of a mess and had leaves and twigs all over the headlines said that she was a lost tourist who became a meme for telling the most ridiculous story when they found her. The funniest part was that she had stupidly opened her parachute way too early, and the wind carried her hundreds of miles from where we dropped her. She ended up stuck in a tree in a forest in Liechtenstein. The people there thought she was some sort of Russian spy and refused to help her. Nobody wanted to help her get home, and they didn't want to give her a job. Now she's living under a bridge like the troll that she is. I'm Henry, and when I was a little boy, I realized I wanted a different life from what I knew. I was sick of all the rules. Every morning, a maid would wake me up by throwing all the curtains wide open. I needed to be at the breakfast table with my parents at 7.30 on the dot. I would get driven to Eton, and there I'd have a private tutoring session. The only thing I looked forward to at school were my friends. At around lunchtime, we'd eat together, and then I got to join in on our classes for the afternoon. I know some people don't like boarding schools, but I wish my parents would let me board instead of driving every day. I wanted freedom, I guess. A lot of people talk about it like it was some sort of magical thing. I never knew what that was like. My every move has been watched by people my whole life. From the moment I came into this world, the media, the country, the whole world even. I just wanted a normal life. I fantasized about having a normal high school experience, like what you see in those Hollywood movies. So, with the help of my friends, I ran away. They climbed up to my window and busted me out of the palace. Jude drove us to a private hangar and they put a disguise on me. Jude handed a wad of cash to his dad's pilot. I hugged all three of them and said my goodbyes. And just like that, I was in the air and on my way to Los Angeles to live out the life I'd always dreamed of. The first thing I saw when we landed was my face on the front page of every newspaper. Prince goes missing, the headlines said. Lucas arranged the place I would stay at. It was lucky that his family had a mansion there and they rarely visited it. Paul helped me too. He hacked into the U.S. government sites and faked my identity. He sent me a fake ID, a fake passport, and opened a bank account for me to which he transferred my money. He enrolled me into a high school nearby, and that very next Monday, I started my dream life. Everyone was excited about the kid who was transferring in the middle of sophomore year, and I made a bunch of friends. They were all curious about the accent. I got a job at a car wash. I knew I had to sell the idea that I was just a normal kid, and I didn't want anyone suspecting that I was rich. I rode a bike to school and never invited anyone to the house. I joined the rugby team, 
and that's where I met Damien. I had a bad feeling about him from the moment we met, and that was immediately confirmed when during tryouts, he never even needed to play. I just saw his dad talking to the coach, and he was immediately accepted. Not only that, he became the captain. The rookie got promoted on his first day. It was unbelievable. I started dating a girl who sat behind me in Spanish. Her name was Laura, and I guess, for some reason, Damien considered me his rival. Probably because, even though he was the rugby captain, he was the worst player we had. And I was the best. Yo, introduce me to that girl you're seeing, and I'm gonna bench you the whole season. No thanks. Find your own girlfriend. <laughs> I don't like her, and I just want to see you squirm. Bugger off, Damien. Or what? What if I tell everyone your little secret, your majesty? It's your royal highness, you ignorant... Wait, what? Oh, yeah, I know all about you. I read the news, and your disguise is awful. Now give me your girl's number, or I'll ruin your little vacation. One phone call and your family will come scoop you up and take you back to where you belong. I had no choice, and I guess it turned out to be the right move. Because as soon as Laura found out that Damien was rich, she jumped ship like I was the Titanic, and she showed her true colors. I asked her to talk about it, but she dumped me in a text, told me she couldn't meet up because she had a family thing. Come to find out, she was at the same Halloween party as I was that very same night. Only, she had a date. Damien. Unsurprisingly, I was furious. Don't act so surprised, Henry. Did you really think I'd stay with you now that I know Damien wants me? You're literally penniless, an orphan, and you have a weird accent. Nobody really bothered with how I sounded until then. But when Laura said it, everyone laughed. And from that moment on, the kids at school would just chuckle every time I talked. They would imitate me, and they were bad imitations too. They spoke like chavs and not in the same accent as royalty like me would have. But I didn't want to stick out even more than I already did, so I just kept my head down and laughed it off. I wanted to live this life. I wanted the American high school experience that I saw in the movies. But when Damien took it too far, I had no other choice but to reveal who I was. We went to a lake for camp that year, and weird things kept happening. Kids complained that their stuff kept going missing, and it wasn't just small things either. One kid had a laptop stolen, another had her earrings taken from her while she was sleeping. About ten other kids got their phones stolen. Damien, with the help of my ex, spread rumors that I was the one taking the other kids' stuff during summer camp. He's the only poor one here. He works at a car wash. He clearly needs the money. Yeah, Damien's right. I couldn't just let it stand anymore. Why would I need your silly trinkets? I'm literally a prince. <laughs> He's delusional now too. Stop spewing nonsense and give us back what you stole or we'll call the cops. I'm Prince Henry. You have the internet. Google me. Everyone laughed at me and called me loopy. Damien knew the truth, and he just kept lying and lying. I couldn't hold it in anymore. I lunged at him. We tussled and rolled around on the forest floor. You lying scumbag! Tell them! Tell them you know it's true! You cheat, you lie, and you manipulate my girlfriend to be with you, even though you don't even like her! What? Liar! Laura joined in on the scrap. She started pulling me away from Damien, and the crowd was closing in on me, demanding me to cough up their stuff that I didn't have. Enough! 
I thought I was hearing things. I thought I'd somehow teleported home. But when I looked up, it was really them. Jude, Lucas, and Paul were looking down at me, parting the crowd and reaching down to help me off the ground. How dare you treat a prince like this? Yeah, if we weren't in America, you lot would be charged with treason. What? Why are you here? We've got holidays too, mate, and what better way to spend them than to join you on your little adventure? I finally took my disguise off, and everyone gasped. They realized I wasn't lying. For some odd reason, people started bowing. Some curtsied. It was very weird. And at that perfect moment, Damien's bag burst. It must have torn from when we were rolling around in the dirt. And ten phones, a pair of earrings, and a few laptops were spewed everywhere. Even I was shocked. All along, it was him. The parents were called, but after scolding Damien for what he did, they didn't press charges. It was all thanks to his dad. He knelt in front of the parents and begged them not to ruin his son's future. It turns out they weren't rich anymore. Their dad had lost all their money in a pyramid scheme, and Damien was determined to keep up appearances so he would regularly steal and shoplift. The moment we heard that, Laura immediately broke up with him and came running back to me. But I rejected her, but she kept showing up at the mansion. One day, she managed to break in and found me, Lucas, Paul, and Jude lounging at the pool with all the popular girls, who now wanted to date my friends and me. I... I'm sorry. It's all my fault. I was blinded by his promises, and I thought he was rich. Ah, a gold digger who admits it. Ha <laughs> ha, that's rare. You should defo get back with her. Okay, on one condition. Do everything I tell you. As you can see, this house is huge, and I'm gonna need a maid. Say that again. Your voice is music to my ears. And you said my accent was weird. What? No. No, your accent isn't weird. I love your accent. All right, go fetch me a bottle of water. Chop, chop. She ran faster than I'd ever seen anyone do so. And when she returned, she was carrying a bucket of ice, from which she fished out several brands of the fanciest of bottled waters. I made her clean the house for an entire week. I made her cook me breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I made her walk my dogs, and she did all of that with a smile. But I knew her real motives. She thought she could land a prince and become a duchess. That's all she was after. So, after I'd punished her thoroughly, I locked her out of the mansion. I stationed 20 guards to make sure she never broke in again. I posted photos of her desperately waving at me from outside the gate. She became a laughingstock. The most satisfying thing was having celebrities over and dating a movie star while Laura watched from afar. The life she could have had if she wasn't so obsessed with fame and fortune. I did fall in love during my time in America. She was a simple girl from the country. She grew up on a farm and had no evil ambitions. Her name was Stacy, and when she and her family visited me at Lucas's mansion, I made sure I kissed her as Laura watched, and I saw the hope in her eyes fade as she regretted every decision she made. To be honest with you, I don't know why I was at the party. I was happy to be there but just a little bit confused. I didn't even know the twins. My whole high school life, the only birthday parties I attended were my cousins. I thought they wanted me there to entertain people and do magic tricks. Everyone knew I was obsessed with Houdini. But dang, 
When Valerie herself took my hand and thanked me for coming, I was over the moon. My name's Clyde, and I've had the biggest crush on Valerie ever since I can remember. She was like... That one girl I dreamed about. And now she was right in front of me, smiling and talking. I still couldn't believe she invited me. Oh, by the way, would you mind coming with me for a sec? I need some help with a surprise for my sisters, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, of course, anything. Was it my lucky day? Great things just kept happening. Never would I have ever thought I'd get alone time with her. And now, we were climbing up the attic of her house. Wow, must be some surprise if it's hidden all the way up here. That was the last thing I remembered. Because the next time I opened my mouth, everything was dark. I could feel the bag shifting around my head as I moved. And when I tried to get my hands to take it off, I realized I was tied up. Something awful must have happened. I panicked. My first thought was Valerie. Was she safe? Did they get her too? Valerie! Valerie! What did you do to her? Please, I'll do anything you want. Just don't hurt Valerie! Silence. And then I heard giggling. A light went on, and then I felt fingertips poking my face through the bag. At least we know he's alive. <laughs> it would be really, really bad if he wasn't. I'm a bit disappointed, though. I thought you'd at least put him in a gift box or a tie ribbon on him. That doesn't matter now. What matters is he's finally ours. Someone snatched the bag that kept me in the dark, and the sudden flood of light blinded me for a second. I blinked a bunch of times, and then the picture came to focus. There was a single light that only lit up where I lay. The rest of the attic was pure darkness. The twins were lying on the floor next to me, staring at me without blinking even once. And if it wasn't creepy enough, they were dressed up like vampires. Halloween was like six months away! What creeped me out the most was when I saw who stood over us, watching us from the shadows. She had a grin on her face. It was Valerie. No. 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 Y you I'm so glad you liked my gift, sisters. Now, remember, you have to be careful with him. You don't want to break him or we'll be in big trouble, okay? Fine. Okay, okay, you don't have to nag all the time, all right? Just because you're the oldest doesn't mean we have to do everything you say. That was the first time I saw Valerie get really, really mad. She just exploded out of nowhere. Mom and Dad are gone, so I run the show, all right? And suddenly, the twins grew quiet, and they apologized to her. Great! Now enjoy your birthday present, and don't forget to lock the doors when you leave. We don't want him to escape, do we? Just like that, they were gone. And I was left there in complete darkness. I couldn't sleep at all that night. But I must have dozed at some point because I woke up to find Valerie shaking my shoulder. You probably want to go home, don't you? I nodded. Well, can't keep you here forever, even though it would be ideal. But then it'd get us into trouble. So I have these papers for you to sign. Sign them, and you can go. My... my parents will be looking for me. So don't be such a wuss and sign the papers already. But... but... what... why... Uh, why'd you tie me up? 
What are these papers? So many questions. Just sign the blasted papers already. I didn't give in. I was trembling so hard, I could hear my knees knocking against each other. But I steeled myself and read through the papers before signing. It turned out it was a contract. I would only be allowed to leave if I agreed to date the twins. Valerie wanted me to be their birthday gift, and that was why she took me. It was only meant to be for three months. Ninety days of dating the twins didn't sound so bad considering the price was freedom. But if I didn't honor the agreement, I would waive my right to be free. The twins would own me. Any sign of deception or cheating will cause the contract to restart, and I will automatically become the twins' property. Three months. Ninety days of dating two very pretty twins. It doesn't sound so bad. Even if they were a bit creepy. And weird. At the very least, I could pretend. I mean, nobody's gonna know. How would they know? It turned out, dating two girls at a time was extremely hard. Especially when you have feelings for their older sister. Add to that the fact that she kidnapped me to enforce this weird situation, and you've got a confusing soup of emotions. For weeks, I felt like a zombie, just doing the twins' bidding. I would wake up, drive to their house, pick them up for school, and after, I'd drive Mina to watch a movie with her, and then I'd have to go and take Tina out for dinner. By the time I'd drive them both to their house, I was exhausted. Too exhausted to even come in and have a bite with Valerie whenever she would ask. So, for weeks, I spent all my time and effort on the twins. All the while wishing I could spend time with their sister instead. Because guess what? The Valerie I thought I knew and the real Valerie were very different people. At school, she's always so prim and proper, and you can never say one bad word about her. The real Valerie had a temper. She shouted. She got annoyed. And she was a bit over the top. I mean, seriously? Capturing me just so she could get me to date her sisters? She could have just asked. I would have done it anyway. I would have done anything for her. Because this? The real Valerie? <laughs> Call me weird and all. But this is the version of her I really liked. One morning as I waited for the twins to come down so I could drive them... Valerie asked me for my help with the laundry. I obliged, of course, so I got down to the basement and rolled up my sleeves, ready to be the hero by lifting all the heavy baskets for my crush. There was a random brick on the door. I kicked it away, thinking it was weird. I closed the door behind me, and then I heard a panicked scream. No! Why would you do that? I put a brick there to keep the door open! That door's been broken for a while. It locks itself! Relax, it's just a door. I'm sure someone has a key somewhere. And that was when Valerie told me that the twins were off on a school trip, and that they'd already left before I even got there. How long will they be gone? Three days. I tried my phone. No signal. I tried calling out, but nobody heard. There wasn't even a window down there, so we could never tell what time it was. So we just sat there, drinking from the tap and passing the time by telling stories, until the third day when I just broke down and cried. I told Valerie everything I felt. I thought, if those were going to be my last moments, I might as well tell her how I really felt. 
I saw tears run down Valerie's cheeks. Me? Why me? I'm the plainest of the sisters. And... I'm nothing special. Besides, I... I'm useless. And I have a temper. You know, I... I serve my sisters because I owe them. If it weren't for me, Mama Dad would still be here. They got into an accident because I begged them to come home and watch my recital. I hugged her, and then I told her I didn't care what anybody else thought. I love you. I held her, and then Valerie pulled me in and kissed me. That was when the door finally opened. We've been looking for you. No, uh, no, I'm sorry. No, it's not what it looks like. Cheaters! Liars! You need to be punished! Mina dragged me out of there as Tina dragged her sister, and they took us to opposite ends of the house. I was tied up in the attic in a contraption I had only seen on TV before, and Valerie was thrown back into the basement. I had lost my freedom. I violated my contract. And now, I got Valerie into trouble too. I'm sorry. It, it was her. She forced me to kiss her. I promise, I'm loyal to you. I'll do anything you want. If you... If you want, I, I can guard her so she doesn't escape. Or I'll bring her food so you don't have to. Do you think we're dumb, Clyde? Just for that, I'll tie you up tighter tonight. And she did. It hurt my wrists. But guess what? That contraption they tied me to? It was the exact same one Houdini loved to use in his shows. So as soon as I heard the twins snoring, I slipped out. I tiptoed through the house and rescued my Valerie. And in the dark of the night, we ran out of there. Ran for our lives. I told my parents everything, and they let Valerie stay with us. And then, they told the cops what happened. They let my mom and dad be Valerie's foster parents, and the twins got sent to juvie for what they did. I got to see Valerie every day now that she lived with us. And we fell in love. The story broke the news, and there was a lot of buzz. I mean, you gotta admit, the things that happened to me were too weird not to get attention. I even got to be on TV, and I met my idols. When they heard I was an aspiring magician, they came to visit, gave me free tickets and all that jazz. I met Zach Bling, David Wayne, Justin Jillian, even Ten and Peller came to meet me. They offered me a job, told me they wanted to mentor me. It was the happiest day of my life. Not just because I was getting my dream job with my biggest idols, but mostly because Valerie asked me to marry her.